Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. Second hour of the show. You got divisional playoffs on Saturday and Sunday. You got the Leafs taking on Montreal. You got the Raptors, but now it's feeling more like we're seeing, we're going to be discussing more trades and mock drafts than we are about what they're actually going to do in terms of getting into the playoffs. Um, Josh Ingalls from Covers.com will join the show in just a... Oh, he's here right now! Josh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm here, Maddie. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Before we get to the NFL, real quick, uh, what do you think? Do we start to do we uh, put a, put some money down on Austin Matthews to score more than one goal? As it, it feels like he's starting to Hulk out, you know, like like Hulk Hogan, as you know, he was on, he he got he got uh, pinned for two, and then he'd kick out of it, and then he'd get up and he start and he'd start shaking his head. He'd be getting punched in the face. He'd feel nothing of it. He'd start hulking out. Next thing you know, a leg drop the matches over is that where we are with austin matthews first off i think we grew up in a world with uh, saturday afternoons or early afternoon oh. wwf superstars we never got to see like a real match we always got to see like bob backland versus joe smith hold so, on wait was, uh, wait now we now we have to do this i didn't want to do this but here we are iron mike sharp was always Always involved on Saturday morning wrestling. It was a moondog spot. You know, at best, you'd get a Cowboy Bob Orton. And that's if you were lucky. Yeah, the, the, the key match wasn't very good. I'd like, we always just have to rent the tape of actual SummerSlam or something. So you, you didn't, it never got old watching him hulk out like that. But, no. I mean, here we are with Austin Matthews. Just going down the feed, I was trying to find his price yesterday in the, the Twitterverse here, but uh, it's just kind of silly. We're at that point where he's going to heat up, and I'm looking at a tweet. I don't know if it's 100% correct. My sources could be terrible. But Peter Walker says, Pete, that Pete Police fan says, uh, Austin Matthews at this point last season, 34 games, 25 goals. Austin Matthews this season, 44 games, 24 goals. So we could just be getting the tip of the heat. And I was looking at the Rocket Trophy odds, which, I mean, it's starting to run away with Connor McDavid. But Matthews is 75-1, to 1, and he's like the 15th betting favorite. So, oh. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't really done the math. I don't know if there's any value in it, but it's just funny to see him down there. And I, I, I don't know. I think there's probably a chance at 50 if, he's, uh, if the wrist is good. And it sure does look like it is. Yeah, and he said he was feeling great. Uh, those couple uh, games off that uh, just sort of gave him a bit of a recharge. Um, moving over to the NFL, we'll do a bunch of overs and unders. And I know you were looking at the Devin Singletary's and the Ezekiel Elliott's of the world. To me, the captain obvious one is Dallas Goddard, the tight end for the Eagles. His number is 52.5 receiving yards. He did that in 7 of 12 games. The Giants have some of the worst line backers in the NFL, and we saw what Hawkinson did last week for the Vikings. Uh, I love the over at minus 114. It feels a little Captain Obviously, but sometimes Captain Obvious works out. Yeah, these are funny, right? So you handicapped it the way that a lot of people handicap props. So you handicap the player in the situation and the matchup, and then you go to the number at the end, and you've already convinced yourself that that's what you're going to bet. Goddard was 47 and a half yesterday. I oh. looked at that. I thought that was high. 
His reception total of four and a half is a little high. I, I mean, I was happy to hit the 47 and a half. You said TJ Hawkinson in two games in four weeks, he put up 250 yards versus that Giants defense. And Goddard's kind of in that stretch where he's healthy again, uh, at least 45 yards in the three games since coming back. So there's a good floor there. Uh, the TD price, uh, it was plus 200, is also in play. But maybe maybe people have missed the boat on the over yards. Yeah, if it's already gone from 47 to 52, damn, that is high. All right, well, I guess I'm I'm part of the public and clearly not part of the Sharps. Uh, you were tw- no, no, that, not, nothing wrong with that. That's the way we, we do it. But I think that convinces people how to bet props when it should be just kind of go in there with a narrow mind, look at the numbers, and work backwards. It takes a lot more time to do that. And that's why having projections and models is obviously the way to go and why people pay for it. I saw you tweeting out about uh, about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, what do you like or don't like about betting on the Dallas Cowboys um, starting running back? Uh, you know, <laughs> wherever you think of him. Slight voice inflection? Slight? I mean, <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is exactly what it is. This is the opposite of what we just did with Dallas Goddard. You could talk yourself into betting his under immediately after you saw him do nothing last week. Uh, he still had, what, 13 carries. He was out carried 15 to 13, and you would just say, okay, give me his under. But we got the uh, we got this total at 34 and a half. It was 50 last week. This is the lowest it's been pretty much ever with him and Pollard. We're starting to see that, and I think this is the dip on Elliott, whose carry sits at 11 and a half, so he's good for probably 10, 11, maybe 12 carries in a game that has the lowest spread, the lowest total. So we're looking at probably a neutral game script, which does help with the run game. And I think this is just too low of a number. And in these prop bets, usually the least sexiest bet is probably the one that holds the most value. Yeah, and that usually means like taking the under, um, you know, like, like De- Devin Singletary, uh, the running back for the Bills. You might want to take the under there. Same thing uh, also going to unders on Saquon Barkley. We saw how many times Daniel Jones ran the ball against Minnesota. And if you look at the advanced numbers, the Eagles aren't a great team when it comes to defending mobile quarterbacks. Um, do you have any other boring, unsexy um, uh, thoughts on either those ones or other ones that people should look at this weekend? I don't know. I'm on the Barkley over 15 and a half carries. It was at 18 and a half last week. The Giants go from the easiest pass defense to the most difficult. So there's obviously going to be a huge, huge change in offensive game plan here for the Giants. And the one thing I do like is that Jones does protect the ball. He's not a 300 yard passing quarterback. He only did it three times all year, twice versus Minnesota, one versus Detroit. So he's going to protect the ball, keep this game closer, divisional game. I like Barkley getting a lot. 18.4 18.4 carries per game on the season, the third biggest workload in all of football. Jalen Hurts comes back, eight and a half carries, hitting the over on that. This is a guy that's averaging 8.2 designed runs per game. And one of the really cool things is if they're leading, his quarterback kneel downs in victory formation, maybe there's two. Oh. That counts for two carries. So oh, that's also I, in the handicap, yet. Oh, that is that is a that is sneaky. I, you're right. I totally forgot about that. The, horrible if you're taking the rushing yard props. The rushing yards, yeah. But for carries itself, that is a sneaky good bet. Actually, that, that's one to look at if you really like one team to win. Take the over for carries for that running back, just based on that fact alone. 
Yes, and, and usually in the playoffs we see that the starting quarterback will take the snaps for the victory formation, and sometimes during the regular season they'll see the number two come in. So we get those. Uh, Chris Jones could have some big sacks in Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, I mean, he was sacked five times versus KC. KC has a lot of pressure. And uh, there's that game where they had five sacks, Frank Clark wasn't even there. Now Frank Clark's there. Chris Jones, you're you're a Giants guy. You know what Dexter Lawrence is. Yep. Well, Chris Jones is the same. He's ranked as the number one interior defensive lineman on pressure. And I think uh, for a sack at minus 130, that's something we're going to get. And with everybody, I know everyone was talking about Josh Allen taking shots last week, taking shots downfield, but that's kind of what was given to him. We need to look at context, and I know how much you like this, Matt, but Miami is a heavy blitz team. They gave Josh Allen a ton of blitzes with man coverage, and what do you do with that when you have those receivers? You take shots downfield. He did it with three different receivers. And he'll see a different Cincinnati defense who sits in the bottom 10 in blitz percentage. So he won't be looking at man-on-man downfield. So we might see uh, Josh Allen take fewer shots downfield. So there's a reason behind the madness that it seems to be why everybody's upset. <laughs> I, I Well, I think it's just, you know, there's a couple times the context of it. It's like, Josh, you've got a lead. Kill some clock here. And he kept... Third and two. No, Matty. Third and two. We got the coverage. We're going deep. I, listen, I, I applaud it. I am, I'm always here for more fun versus, you know, versus the other side. Um, in, in terms of the actual games themselves, is there uh, either money line or with the spread, is there one or two, Josh, you feel most comfortable about? And the other side is there a game you're just avoiding like the black death no i think all these games because now that we're in the divisional round with rested teams i think we see what it is uh, i mean we have the saturday games which is going to be a popular bet to tease kansas city and philadelphia down below the key numbers of seven and three that will be a big one i think a lot of people will be teasing up on sunday with cincinnati at 11 and dallas at 10 i think there's something uh, to do with that. As for totals, I mean, it's totals, the variance in totals is, is just bananas, especially when we have uh, the game like Kansas City. Could see a ton of pressure, could see sacks, those kills totals. We're seeing the Giants-Philly. Uh, we don't know what Jalen Hurts is like. That could be trouble. Divisional game also. Cincy, Buffalo, Josh Allen turnovers in the red zone are absolutely crushing any chance of overs, and I think the 50 was high, and the market's right to come back down. And then Dallas-San Francisco, who really knows? I mean, this could be a total a total back and forth, or we could see, I think we could see San Francisco run away with it, and, I don't know, Dak Prescott turns into a pumpkin. Yeah, it could absolutely happen when you're facing a team uh, that's far better than what Tampa is. Uh, Josh, as we let you go, I was fighting about this yesterday with producer Josh. I've been fighting it with some of the staff here. I'm fighting with it with Kara Wagland. If you were going to rank from uh, for breakfast meals, waffles, pancakes, French toast, and crepes, what is your order from four to one? Not enough substance and crepes. They're probably uh, there on the bench for sure. Thank you. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, pancakes. Pancakes can be boring. I don't like their absorption rate. Yep. Uh, and I think uh, what was what was my other one next to waffles? French toast. 
oh, garbage. Get that out of there. That doesn't even that that's like the twelfth man on the bench that just kind of sits there and claps his hand. And then give me give me give me good waffles with some fruit on it, bud. Thank you very much. Waffles are number one. Crepes are number four. We can debate the pancake versus the French toast. Josh, always a pleasure. Check out the man's work at covers.com. Follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Josh. Enjoy the games and good luck. All right, Matty, take it easy. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and good luck with your bets. Absolutely. Right back at you.